I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello, lovely, and welcome to this week's episode of Your Business Boost podcast. Now, it is June 2022. We are rapidly approaching the end of financial year, and this is one of those times of the year that does cause a lot of panic in many a business owner. But what I am here for today is to share with you some of the habits that I implemented into my life and my business that help me make this time of year really, really easy. I want you to feel how I feel every time 30 June rolls around. I actually get really excited about end of financial year because it is a really fantastic line in the sand um, for us as business owners. I often set myself a target for the financial year. So it's like, okay, am I going to hit that magic number as I hoped to? And all of the things that I do throughout the year on a weekly, monthly and quarterly basis are what set me up for this time of year to not be painful. And that's what I want for you, right? I don't want you to feel like finance equals pain in your business. And all the stuff that I do, which you can do too, is going to help you feel empowered. And that's what I want for you. I want you to feel like an empowered business owner. I do not want you to feel frightened by this stuff and procrastinate and bury your head in the sand and just pretend that it doesn't exist. Because so often, so often, things aren't as bad as they feel like they are. It's just that you haven't given yourself that visibility on a regular basis around how your business is tracking. And this is really, really, really important. And I talk about systems reducing pain in business. Systems give us the space to be creative and think big because the systems take care of all of the like the nitty gritty, all of those teeny tiny action steps that equal impact in our business, but you don't want to have to think about them too much all of the time. So systemizing the finance function in your business, and this might sound like it's going to be the most boring episode ever, but I promise you it's not. And it's going to make you feel like you have got a handle on your business finances all year round. Now, I will just quickly say that if you are wanting really specific end of financial year tips, this time last year, I recorded an episode of Your Business Boost. It's episode 11 and I recorded it with my business buddy, Justine McLean, and she shared some really great tips um, for end of financial year last year, but there are some that are you know current. So if you want to have a listen back to that episode, that will really help you. But also speaking of Justine, 
Justine is going to be a special guest at my half yearly planning workshop. Her masterclass is going to be included as a bonus for all the people who are coming along to my half yearly planning workshop on the 1st of July. So we are going live from 9.30 to 12.30. And then what Justine has done is she's pre-recorded a workshop, which I'll be including with the recordings on the day. So yeah, we've got loads to get through on uh, on that Friday mornings, but she has got some real nuggets of gold, which she is preparing for the incredible women who are coming along on the 1st of July. If you want to be one of those incredible women, there are still places available. I would love to welcome you. But just to be really clear, this is a virtual workshop. Um, I had a few people thinking that I was doing it live. I apologize for the confusion, but no, this is a virtual online workshop, 9.30 to 12.30, Friday, the 1st of July, 2022. Come along, join us, supercharge your new financial year. You are going to get so much out of the morning, I promise you, and we're going to get you all set up for an incredible financial year ahead. So there's a link in the show notes to join or if you want, if it's just easier, DM me or email me and um, I can answer any questions that you have got. But let's get stuck into the habits that I have that just help me all year round in terms of keeping a hold on my finances in my business. So the first thing, and now this is something that I don't do, but a lot, a lot, a lot of women in my world do this, particularly the really successful ones. And that is they have a daily habit, which is as habitual as checking their inbox. They also check their business bank account. This is because for a lot of people's businesses, their cash position changes on a daily basis. So they like to keep an eye on that. They also open up their zero or whatever accounting software they use. Um, they will also check in on that as well. This may be a habit that you would like to implement as well, just to give you that certainty. I think so often, you know, we get fed a lot of information throughout our business day. You know, you could be in the middle of doing something and thinking, God, it would be really great to outsource this task. But, you know, I don't know if I could afford it. Uh, you see this really great program or course that you think is going to, you know, give you uh, a new skill that's going to help you make more money in your business. But you're like, oh God, can I afford it? And I think just having that daily knowledge of exactly what your financial position is, is really, really empowering and helps you make those decisions with a lot more ease. So in terms of my weekly habits around finance, so every single Friday morning, I dedicate to finance and admin in my business and I follow a process and it's the same process every single week. I don't deviate from the process. So the first thing I do is a reconciliation. So um, Zero does do this. It does a bank reconciliation for me, but as I'm sure just like you and, and everyone else, my business business banking account is probably not super duper straightforward. You know, there's payments that come off different credit cards and that sort of thing. So I do need to do this manually, but it's fine because I do it weekly. It's painless and easy. I find if I leave this, if I miss a week, that's when it 
can become a little bit of a pain in the ass, but doing this weekly is totally fine. And then as part of that process, I can see exactly, you know, which invoices haven't been paid. And it is at that point that I will follow those up. I will always chase up outstanding invoices. I know way too many business owners who just kind of leave it or they go, oh, I'll do it at the end of the month. You need to be doing this on a weekly basis because so often, especially if if you're sending invoices out by email, people can overlook them. People park them. People go, oh, I'll pay it, you know, when I get around to it. And sometimes just that that prompt, that email prompt, that chase up from you triggers them into action. And that money is way better in your bank account than it is in theirs. A lot of people feel resistance around chasing up outstanding invoices. If this is you, there are a few workarounds. First of all, you can use your accounting software to do this for you. So I know that Zero has a function where you can set up a, a reminder that goes out a certain number of days after an invoice is due. And it's just like an automated automated email that comes from Zero chasing up the invoice. You could also create an accounts person, either a real person, get get some a real person to do this, or you could create a fictitious person to be the accounts person in your business and have an accounts at email address and send it out from there. I I have no problem chasing up money myself in my business. It's actually really rare. What you want to do is make sure that you make it as easy as possible for people to pay you. Having a credit card facility within your business, I think is a surefire way to just making it easier for people to pay where they can literally click a button and the invoice is paid. You know, everyone likes to do things differently in their businesses, but you just want to make it super, super easy. But don't be afraid to chase up your outstandings and do it on a minimum of a weekly basis. The other thing that I will do on a Friday is make sure all my invoicing is up to date. So I usually only invoice once a week and that is on a Friday. Um, so I will get all of that done and up to date. I also have a sales tracker in my business. You know, there are some really sophisticated s- systems and ways of tracking sales and leads in businesses, but my business is pretty uncomplicated. So I use a Google Sheet and it works beautifully for me. I will also share with you that I have worked for much, much larger businesses and seen that some of the most sophisticated software gets abandoned and people revert back to these sort of more manual ways of tracking sales. So whatever works for you, but you don't need to feel like you have to spend gajillions of dollars doing this, but it's really important to keep a track of the leads that are coming in, the leads that are converting into sales, what the value of those sales are. They're my weekly tasks that I do to keep on top of my finances. Then I have a monthly end of month process. And this again is still done on a Friday. So I just always do it on the Friday closest to the end of the month. It's a recurring appointment in my calendar and I keep to the Friday rather than to the actual last day of the month or whatever, because I'm trying to keep 
the finance side of my business quite contained. And I find if I move the appointment around to other days on my week, it just creeps into other things and has an impact on how I run my business. And I don't want this to, I want it like, I just want to keep it in a little box. So I do this every single month. So as well as those weekly tasks, the additional stuff that I do once a month is I balance my credit card and I do this manually. I keep all of my receipts and I check. And there, it always shocks me how many people don't check their credit card statements. I cannot tell you how many times I unearth charges of for things that I didn't even know that I was paying for. We have all got these. It's the, it's the thing that you signed up for the free three-month trial and didn't use it or used it once and then forgot about it. And then all of a sudden the service provider starts charging you a monthly recurring fee on your credit card. Or it could be you know, a refund that you thought had gone through that hadn't gone through. It's just all those little things that always surprises me how people just pay zero attention to their credit card statement. During this process as well, I look out for ways of curbing my future expenses. So as I used, for example, the three-month trial thing, it could be that I had been using like a higher, so I'll use Canva, for example. I switch between the paid version and the free version, depending on what's going on in the business, what I need to use it for. There is absolutely no need for you to be paying for things in your business that you're not using or a service level in your business where you're not using all of the elements of that service. You should audit this every single month because the money is better off in your bank account than it is in Zero's bank account or Canva's bank account or Zoom's bank account because they all make a shit ton of money. It's like gym memberships, right? You're paying for a gym and and you might not go all the time. Those businesses are relying on people like you to keep paying for those higher service levels that you're not using. So be ruthless, like go through every single month as a matter of course and work out ways to keep your expenses down. Then what I do, I set a budget for the next month. There's always like a baseline for me. I know how much it costs me on a monthly basis to keep my doors open to like, you know, they're they're the the minimum expenses that need to be covered. And then I also look at what I have projected for the month ahead in terms of revenue. It makes it easy for me to decide, okay, I need need to step it up and and, and really focus on business development stuff the, the following month. Or, you know, instill that feeling that it's safe to invest in something because my financial position is healthy. So that's my monthly habits. Now I will move on to the quarterly uh, habits, which, uh, again, because the weekly and the monthly are all done, the quarterly almost takes care of itself. So I'm really hoping that you have GST obligations. If you have, if you are running a business, I'm hoping that you are in that revenue level where you have to charge GST for your services. And if you are, then you obviously have obligations to the tax office on a quarterly basis by preparing your business activity statement or your BAS. 
put the dates in your diary. <laughs> really simple, but uh, it's funny how these dates come around pretty quickly and can bite you on the bum if you're not prepared. So don't put it on the day that it is due. Give yourself a week's grace so that you have time to prepare and pay for your GST obligations. The other thing that I do, and I probably should have talked about this in the monthly habits, is that I have a separate business bank account to catch the GST. So it's actually just a direct debit that comes out of my account into a special tax account. And that's where that, yeah, the GST money is held so that when it comes time for me to, to pay um, the GST each quarter, the money is there. You know, I know that sometimes in those early days of business, we need all the cash that we can, but where I see a lot of people come undone is when they have spent the GST. They've spent it and it's not yours to spend. And I know, yes, we can, you know, that we can claim out the um, GST that we've paid on our expenses. But like for me personally, I run a pretty lean business. So, you know, the, the, the money that I pay out in GST is nowhere near the amount that I collect. So um, I need to make sure that I'm covered. And just having that direct debit that I don't even think about that comes out of my business bank account and into that separate tax account every single month saves me a lot of headaches. So yeah, so they're my uh, ATO obligations fulfilled that I do once a quarter. The other thing that I do at the end of every quarter, I do a really deep dive into the metrics that matter in my business. So this is not just financial stuff. This is not just revenue or profit this is all sorts of numbers, you know, my email list, active clients, um, my marketing spend, everything. So every quarter I set a goal for the, the different metrics. And then at the end of the quarter, I measure how I performed against that goal, how I performed against this time last quarter and last year. So this is something that I stay really, really tightly across. It's something that I work through in um, great detail in my half yearly planning workshop. I share templates and trackers and all sorts of things. Um, so if you are wanting more info in, on that, then come along and join us on the 1st of July. Um, and if you can't make it live, um, I send out the recordings and all of the resources afterwards as well. So um, yeah, keep an eye on that data is such a important thing to do in your business because it's a solid indicator of the health of your business. The other thing that I do on a quarterly basis is I do really thorough projections in terms of sales activity for the quarter ahead. And this helps me with my business planning. It helps me set my goals of what I'm actually wanting to achieve and how I'm going to achieve those numbers in my business. So I will go into that in more detail in another episode. So that's quarterly. Um, then obviously there's the 
annual habits. Um, and that is, I will meet with my accountant. And I also have a financial planner that I work very, very closely with. And I have a meeting with them just to get a, a snapshot of where everything is, what I need to do, how I can improve things for next year. It's really, really important to know this stuff before the end of financial year, because you want, you know, you want to obviously maximize tax returns, you know, money better for you than it is for the ATO. They don't need your money. You need your money. So you want to be speaking to your experts about how you can hack your way around, um, you know, things like paying extra super, all of that sort of stuff. It's really important to do this early. So if you haven't done it yet, you know, you've got a couple of weeks to go, but I imagine that all the financial service providers would be pretty busy by now. But even just checking in via email, if you're not sure there's something that can improve your tax position, do it, do it. Like, you know, I think so many people are scared of doing this stuff, but that this is the bonus of having your own business is that there's so much that you can claim that you can put through your business as business expenses, legitimate business expenses. And this is going to reduce your tax bill enormously. Um, so just yeah, make sure that you have all of that knowledge going into uh, the end of financial year. So that is it. They are my regular year-long habits that I have that make end of financial year another day of the year really for me. But yeah, the, the systems really do help. They they help. And, and if you can, you know, I mean, I'm not saying run out and implement absolutely everything that I've talked about, but just think about what you could implement that is going to have an impact on you and your business and make this whole process quick and easy because the quicker you do your tax, the quicker you get your refund. So thank you for joining me today. As I have said, my half yearly planning workshop to supercharge your new financial year, there are still spots available. I would love for you to join there's a link in the show notes, but if you want any more information, please get in touch. Have a great week. So good to share part of it with you. I always love, love, love getting your feedback and hearing how much what I am sharing has helped. And I have shared a lot today. So I really, really hope that this helps you end your financial year in the most painless way possible. Have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.